Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hello and welcome to the gallant few podcast sorry that we're a bit late but unfortunately, young Andrew was supposed to be heading the show tonight and we don't know where he is. So um, hopefully he'll come in in a few minutes and put the makers up to a foursome. So as usual, my name's David Tomlinson and with me tonight, I will go to Beauty Before Age today. Shona, how are you, Shona? I'm not too bad. I don't really mind a wee threesome, David. So, uh, yeah, this is quite good for me too, David. No, I'm just kidding. Guys. Good to be back on. I've not been on for a while. Well. Obviously, full of this flu, but I'm sure we'll carry on. It's been a great week for Rangers. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about all things Rangers. And maybe it'll be a bit about Santa Claus. And my second guest is none other than the Mr. David Paul. David, I see you virtually as more than I see my wife these days. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you there, Dave. There's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it ends at your uh, communication over the, the interweb. No, it's good <laughs> to be back on. Eh? To see, see, uh, just recall the events of last evening, and you know, so far so good. You know, we're now within two points of them breathing down their neck. 
We just have to keep this up before we uh, get to the acid test for us, I believe, which will be the, the, the 30th of December. I think that's when we'll where we'll really know where we are in terms of this uh, the Philip Clement regime. Yeah, well, he certainly was, wasn't he? And 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 with good reason as well, because uh, well, we'll get on to the, these things later in the pod. Well, to start tonight. Thankfully, Andrew, young Andrew, had written an agenda to go through, so we'll always agenda. First of all, he had the team sheet talked through. The team has started with Butland and Goal. Well, didn't really need to be there, did he? <laughs> Tav, Goldson, Suter, Red Van, Looney, Dowell, Lammers, McCausland, Roof and Seema. I don't think the only sort of a surprise might have been Red Van. I think uh, with, with the shortage in midfield, Lammers was quite a, a certainty to come in, although Cantwell dropped for Lammers again. Shona, what did you think of that? What did you make of the, the team news? Well, I did expect a few changes from midweek, I think, with the, the, the fixture structure that we've got coming up and the amount of fixtures that we've got. I think it was inevitable that he was going to make a few changes, and this is probably most, you know, the ideal game to do it in, one at home, give the guys that were obviously in the semi-final and obviously in, in European football, maybe give them a wee bit of a rest, and obviously the likes of uh, Butland and uh, Tav and all that are in there as well, but just to probably give other players a bit of a chance. I think as well, we're very limited in midfield, so maybe that was an opportunity there that the manager saw to see Dill come in. So, no, it was a wee bit refreshing to see a few few faces that we haven't seen for a wee while. I was a wee bit surprised that Ruth played up top, but I think eh, that's just down to the manager trying to manage the minutes within these guys. I think with the amount of injuries that we're getting as well, and I think with the amount of games that we've got coming up, I think it was the ideal opportunity for the manager to do that. <laughs> well... Butland didn't really, he, he, he got a rest as it, as it was, he's just been out in the park and uh, Roof wasn't on very long was he, so I think he lasted about, what was it, two minutes uh, at, at the most. Davey, what did you think of the team, were you surprised at anything or did you expect all these changes and uh, the team set no, up the way it was? I did expect him to make a few changes, you know, obviously to have to be uh, kind of turning over the squad and getting guys minutes and and retain obviously the guys had uh, two big games, you know, which would have taken something from them. So, but as you say, I think Jack Button must have been the most rested player from last night because uh, he didn't have much to do. But it was good to see uh, Kieran Dill. I, I thought Kieran Dill played quite well. I know there's kind of mixed views on it, as there isn't any issue concerning Rangers, but <laughs> I thought I thought he played all right. Uh, Red Van, I thought was five out of ten, but uh, some of his passing was. A bit wonky, but I think the conditions, you know, it was it was kind of windy. Uh, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't much rain, but I think uh, particularly the the long balls, I think they were going astray just to because of you know trying to gauge the wind. It was as it does in the stadium; it kind of blows about in, in circles. But no, I thought we uh, St. Johnson were at arm's length the whole evening. No, uh, it was just a a question of how many. Once we'd made the breakthrough, everyone kind of settles down get a wee bit nervy, you know, well, it's only 1-0, you know, it only takes kind of one moment of madness or a slip-up from someone, but <clears throat> never materialised. We got the second goal, smashing, and, and Santa was on the pitch at half-time with the League Cup, you know, so all in all, good night. I was surprised Santa wasn't in the starting line-up, to be, to be quite honest with you, I thought he would have been in the starting line-up. Um, 
you mentioned there that we'll have a good game showing up. What did you think? I've heard Davey's uh, opinion this morning. Me and Davey gave him man of the match, actually. And I've seen it at 85% uh, pass of, of good passes. And he had, he, had, he had 12 bad passes. But the passes that he really tried that were bad were, were really difficult passes that would have opened up the defence. They weren't just simple... Um, but what, what I would call Lundstrom passes, they were they were real real passes and through trying to break open the defence. What did you think of Dill? I thought Dill had a great game. I think that's his first game since September. Uh, so no, I thought um, overall I thought he was uh, he played very well. I thought he's he's tracking back off the ball, winning some tackles higher up the pitch. I think there was one point between him and Tav. I think he lost the ball and I think he managed to recover it straight back. Back again, so no, I thought overall he had a really good game. I think as well with the amount of passes that he was trying, he was trying to play a pass forward quite a lot. There was one ball he played right through; it was absolutely sublime, right through the the midfield and the defence. It was right on on top for Desers, just so just 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 very very short. I think it was uh, just slightly over hit. Um, but no, I thought overall I thought Dowell's game was really good. I thought for the first time coming back from September and getting all those minutes under his belt, I thought he's really obviously put himself in a position now where because we don't have any more midfielders after what happened to Lenny, but we don't know what's going to happen there. It looks like Dill is now going to have to start in the old firm game alongside Sterling. So, uh, yeah, we'll need to see how that goes, but it just shows you guys how, how limited we are in numbers in, in midfield and uh, the amount of injuries that we've got, because I don't think Dill would have got in that side, like you say, because of the amount of injuries that we do have. That's the only reason he managed to get a start yesterday, but overall, I thought he had a pretty decent game. <laughs> Yeah, well, sometimes good things do come from from things that uh, are, are, are bad or are look to be negative. So this was obviously a positive that came from a negative. Davy, the 16th minute, came a roof, came off, <laughs> Mr Glass. Well, he did have the decency to cover his face with his jersey as he walked off because in case maybe he was trying to sneak off, we wouldn't spot him. <clears throat> but we... Uh, I was disappointed, you know, 16 minutes. And it's that's came out for you. We could probably have put the kettle on for it. But Des has come on, did no bad, obviously scored the first goal, but in generally he means uh, I think it maybe just he's looking a wee bit more confident, you know, a wee bit more assured. Uh, so no Des has come on, but came out roof. I mean at what point do we just say, right, enough's enough, came out. How much? How much for you to go away? You know, yeah. think of the medical bills we would save on. You know, which must be something like equal to his salary, the, the, the amount of medical time that this guy takes. But feel a wee bit sorry for the guy, to be honest. But uh, I think his his time's pretty much done. So. Well, his contract's up in June anyway, Dave. So I mean, if, if he's out any length of time, uh, then then it's, it's not worth bringing him back again, is it really, to, to be honest with you? Because norm, he normally takes two or three months to, to, to recover. Then he has a few weeks training. And, yeah, by that time, we're, we're virtually in June. Uh, so I doubt, I doubt if we'll be playing many games anymore. We were talking this morning, uh, Shona, about Tavernier and the ball we put through for the goal. What a cracker of a pass that was. Oh, it was, it was absolutely sublime. I think it was from deep in the in the in the in the what do you call it in the in their attack. 
think it was a deep ball that was played right over the top of the defender. Defender had no chance in the way. Obviously, the Acers moved off the back of the defender. Um, look, it was an absolute sublime pass, but this is what Tab does. I'm fed up with people giving Tab criticism when it comes to it. He's always the one that gets us out of a hole. He's always the one that stands up in every game. Uh, I know that obviously maybe the likes of Curry and another few other people have had their, their moments with Tab, and fair enough, I get that. But I think you've got to be careful what you wish for, guys. I think, um, like a few of the pundits have said midweek, uh, look, if Tab leaves this football club, we're not going to realise how much he obviously meant us. And I know. Everyone goes on about it. it's all about winning trophies and whatnot. Look, guys, it's not just down to the captain, it's down to the whole team as well and the manager and the whole setup for us to be winning trophies year in, year out. So I think uh, Tav definitely leads by example and he's always one that's going to give us out a hole. And even though, like last night, look at that pass that he made for the goal. So if it wasn't for obviously Dester's coming down the penalty box, that could have been the winning goal for us yesterday. So look, at the end of the day, we're getting three points in the on the in the bag at the moment and um, in every game, so that's all we want at the moment. And uh, I think Tav's still top goal scorer as, as well. He's got the most most assists and the most goals this year so far. So anybody that wanted to criticise Tav, I think is is off their head to be honest with you. So look, I think uh, last night, I think yesterday, he played all right. Yeah, I think he he's actually caught up with with Hately now, and I think there was another. Was it McCoy's? That was McCoy's. Yeah, Hately and McCoy's. He's caught up with them. So there you go. What a what a, for a right back is absolutely unbelievable. Dave, the the for the goal, Dessers was sort of a follow on the defender in, and then he realised that the ball was a lot deeper than than and the defender was going to have difficulties. So he broke to the left hand side. And ran on perfectly to the ball, slipped it through the goalkeeper's legs. Dessers is coming on to a game now, isn't he? Is, it, is that good? That's good news for us in front of the, the big games coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, because the goal was checked for offside, and and at the stadium and at the time, I thought absolutely no way is that offside. Just uh, he was, he played it. He timed his run beautifully. However, when I saw the highlights today, and it gave us the, you know the. The moment when Tav touches the ball, he was he was actually quite close. So uh, I think it was just his he read the flight of the ball far better than the defender, you know, and where the ball was uh, would arrive. So I think that was Dessers just uh, that wee bit of better anticipation of where the ball was going to land, uh, just because he kind of sidestepped the, the the defender as as they both charged forward to get to the the, the side where he thought the ball would arrive and. And, and he guessed right. Well, maybe it wasn't, I guess. He just knew where it was coming and had the composure just to stick it under the keeper, which was uh, an excellent finish, I would have to say, by Big Dessers. And more of that, please. Uh, would, uh, that's that's the kind of level of composure that you want to see your striker take. You know, sometimes they, as we've seen with, with some others, just have a mad lash at it. And But he, uh, you know, he took his time, picked his spot, Rangers 1-0 to the Rangers. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I think it was actually our good friend, Mr. Constantine, away out in the, the well, their left wing, our right wing, that actually played him onside. I don't think it would, I think it would have been a lot closer if it was the defenders round about him. But yeah. Mr. Constantine, he seemed to want to get back quicker than the, than, than the, the, the rest of the, the players were. So he played him onside. Thank you much. Thank you very much for that. Then we come on to the 33rd minute and the ball went up to, I know I'm 
everybody's going to be laughing about one of my pronunciations again. Daya Lang, Jay's, Simi. He, the ball was put through to him. He miscontrolled it. And Lundstrom picked up the ball. And this uh, Mr. Simi, I'm just going to call him Simi <laughs> because it's easier. Uh, he tried to regain the ball that he, that he had lost. And he just kept crashing into Lundstrom. Now, as I see, when I see needs the, the the replay of it, his ankle just bent right over, and I thought, oh, that that's not a good one. That's not a good one. Shona, what were you thinking at that moment? Oh, I thought it was an absolute horrendous tackle, and I don't understand why the referee at first gave a yellow card. It was a two foot lunge right into Lindstrom's ankle, and uh, to be honest with you, I think he's lucky that he didn't break it because uh, it was it was with force. It was uh, out of control. Um, I don't understand, like I said, I don't understand why the referee, I think, to be honest with you, this guy, this referee guy that we had yesterday, I can't even remember his name now, um, but he doesn't look fit at all. Did not look fit at all, that, that referee. He looked really unfit for purpose, is what I would like to call it. So, no, I thought the referee didn't have the greatest of games. I think some of the challenges that were going in, uh, no wonder the manager, I think that's the first time that I've ever seen the manager go absolutely, uh, should I say, not mental, but he was absolutely fuming with the referee, absolutely. And uh, it's the first time that I've seen Flop come on, nearly flip. I think um, if he was questioned more on that tackle, I think, um, like he said, he had to take himself away from the situation, try and calm down and maybe reflect on it. But that was a horrendous challenge. Um, and now it looks like that Lundstrom is now going to be out for the foreseeable. We don't really know. Um, I know the manager came out yesterday and says he might be here for the old family or he might be out till after New Year, so uh, after Christmas. So, look, we're, it's, we really are down to the bare bones. And I think, for me, Lundstrom's probably been the most uh, most improved player under the manager. So I think this is a massive blow going forward, especially when the manager's trying to get some sort of kind of rhythm, trying to find out who his best 11 is. And every single match that we're playing in at the moment, we're picking up injuries, these really, really silly injuries, whether it's down to maybe, obviously, Danilo with the, the, the guy with the, the challenge right into his knee, whether it's obviously the Lundstrom tackle, all these all these tackles are not benefiting us at all. So it just shows you how imperative this January transfer window is. I've seen people saying that they want both left-backs away, they want Davis away, they want Balligan away, they want, obviously, the likes of Lammers away. Guys, we need to be a bit more realistic here. We need to get a striker and we need to get a midfielder in in January. It's absolutely imperative that we, we, we get those players in. So, um, look, I think um, overall, I think the referee had a really poor game. I thought he, I don't understand how he thought that was a yellow card. It was a red day all day all day long. Like it took one replay for me to look at that and think to myself, that's a two-footed challenge. So it's again, once again, guys, I, I don't know about you, but I feel as if VR. Um, the only reason it's here is because it's here to um, VR the game, um, and uh, the referees don't need to do anything because they know that VR will get involved. I know what David's saying there about the offside one, but. I thought straight away it was never offside. I don't understand why VR was even looking at that one either. So um, maybe other people in the comments might think it was closer than, than, it, than it was, but I didn't think it was that close. So um, no, I think um, the big frustrating thing for me about all this, guys, is that obviously VR is now refereeing our games, not the referees. I definitely think, um, as I say, I, I, the, the players that Dessers was near, it was very close to offside, but it, Constantine, I think, was about a metre in front and uh, a way out and out the wing, so that, that kept him on. Dave, once from got up, 
and he played on. Well, the, the, the red card was in the 33rd minute. So he played on to half time. That's a heck of a lot of time to run about in a, a, a leg that's that's so injured that he's going to miss for a couple of weeks, the months. What do you think of that? Well, I, I, as, as I said earlier, you know, this morning, I had a wee look at, I was watching John Lundstrom post, you know, when he when he got back to his feet. And, uh, he was, you know, he had the usual hobble about it, but sometimes it's difficult to read exactly where the players are because... They, they, you know, they feel compelled to to get a hold of it that's just been kicked and say it was really, really sore and convince everyone in the crowd and the referee and the match officials that, you know, that the, the red card was warranted because, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really sore at the moment. So, but he had a wee word with the referee. They had to be chat and then he gets away and, and then he as, he, as he moves away, you know, in 10 seconds elapsed, 20 seconds, he's actually moving quite freely. And then he, he completed the rest of the half. So in 33 minutes, you know, we've got 12 minutes to go, plus the seven minutes we added on. So 20 minutes, John Lundstrom was, was still on the pitch, you know, after that challenge. And there was nothing untowards, you know, he was not hobbling about. There was no one was aware of, of any issue. But clearly when he's got to half time, maybe the, he's taking his boot off and the swelling just, uh, you know, his foot will explode. Uh, so it would be uh, interesting to to hear what, what the, the final outcome of, of the assessment of the injury, because, as, as I said, he did play for a, a further 20 minutes. But I'm hoping, you know, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's maybe maybe not as serious as it could have been, because as Jonas says, you know, it was a hell of a challenge. I thought they put in quite a few heavy challenges. You know, that was clearly the worst of them. But they were, uh, <clears throat> they were, they were quite physical. They were making their presence felt. You know, Phillips, the number 34, he was there putting himself about. Uh, so it was, I mean, that it's what you expect from a Craig Levine team, isn't it? It's just that, you know, you're going to, it's, it's blood and thunder and hammer throws, all of that stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's the, the leveller because, you know, Rangers have got better players and they're a better football team. Therefore, you know, to try and uh, get things a bit, a bit more even, then we uh, just kick lumps out of them. So... And it's, as Shona says, it's where the referee needs to be strong and, and actually, you know, take some action early doors and, and, and put an end to it, first thing. You know. But as we saw in, in, in Sunday, you know, with, with Shinny, he, he gets away. How many challenges do these guys need to make, you know, before they, they get called to account? And and as we I think we spoke about earlier, Dave, that it brings us back, you know, to the kind of Derek Adams talk about, you know, the standard of Scottish football and, and, and where we want to be is, you know, and I think sometimes we reward the hammer throwers, you know, when we applaud, you know, people who go into absolutely challenges which are just suicidal, you know, in the crowd of all cheer. I and mean, we were guilty of it, Ivox, as well, when we see one of our players, you know, just go straight through someone. And, and when they win the ball, you know, we're seeing, oh, that that's excellent. But, uh, in the long run, it's not, it's not, it's not good for Scottish football, you know that that kind of, that, that, you know, to get the hammer throws, the basketball team mentality, Livingston do it, uh, Ross County will be doing it next week, so it's, it's what we've come to expect, and and maybe we, we, we've accepted it, and we shouldn't, we should be uh, calling these teams into question, and we're relying the referees, you know, to uh, actually do the do their job a bit better than they're doing at the moment. But in terms of VAR, I think VAR has just become the, the safety net for referees, isn't it? They, they, they'll they take a decision knowing that it's going to be reviewed by VAR anyway. So what, why would I put my head in the chopping block 
you know, and, and, and put, send someone off only to be, you know, uh, and it shown up to be an umpty by by VAR. So I think they would just take the line of least resistance, show the yellow card, VAR will review it, and if it, <clears throat> anything else needs to be done, they'll give me they'll give me some guidance on it. And it's just a way of uh, shirking the responsibility. I think. I think it should be the other way about, Dave. I think they should give the red card first, and then review it and see that he's not been made a mistake by giving him red. The red card, I think it should go. The, the only thing is, I suppose, if you give him red, red right away, then he'll, he'll he'll walk off the park, and you'll have to sort of a get it get it all right back back that way. But uh, David, 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 they won't they won't do that. The reason why they won't do that is because it's really hard to overturn a red card. They can't really go against more. Uh, referee's decision when they've made that decision they'll look for something that they can't really judge it to say oh, is it a yellow or is it a red whereas if it's the other way about they can turn around and say like obviously it wasn't with force was it an intent was he out of control all these factors come into play when you're when you're discussing a red card and a yellow card yeah yeah I think there was a, 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 a one in English week last week the last week that they gave a red and they, they turned it around to a yellow so it, it does happen but you're, you're, you're probably right. It probably is easier to, to put it up to a red. Phil come on. He complained about the intensity was there to break a leg. Cohen had already lost Lundstrom, who had to be replaced at half time with an ankle injury. Levine, he came out and he, he reckoned that the tackle was okay. He said, no, this is the, the, the second tackle, sorry, the one on the second half. Um, St. Johnson manager drew plenty of positives from the display and said that he allowed the side to get out Ibrox with a 2-0 defeat despite playing over an hour with 10 men. Davey also said that they tried their hardest and they, 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 they looked to attack. I didn't see that. No, no they, played with, they only played with 10 men, but all 10 men were inside the box for you know, every Rangers attack, you know, so... Sometimes and the, there was a period in the second half where they would just lump it forward. There was absolutely no one up the pitch. It would just be brought back, lump it up the pitch, you know. So when I get back, one of the checks I, I did was the the possession figures for Rangers, and I was surprised it was only seventy percent because uh, I was Rangers, you know, the, the times that we had on the ball, and I think this is where Kieran Dowell was coming in, you know, and, and trying to thread balls through. But you know, the, when the place is packed, the, the defense is packed the way it was. Uh, then you know it's it's difficult to do that. You know someone's always going to stick out a leg and intercept something because the spaces were so tight. And Philip Clement, you know, made reference to that in his post-match comments about you know very little space being available to to Rangers. You know, trying to get get, get towards their goal because I th I think for uh, three or four of their corners in the second half, every St. Johnson uh, player in the pitch was inside the box, inside the box, not. Not someone five yards outside it, actually inside. So that kind of gave you a wee uh, insight as to what their their expectation of the last night was was going to be. And you, even when they went one 0 down, it was damage limitation. They they had no intention of attacking Rangers. I think it would have been a fluke. They had a couple of punts up the part, and the one that Jack Botland, you know, was waiting on the 18 yard line to collect uh, was was probably. One of only two moments, I think, where they actually got the ball at the pitch. It's, uh, but <clears throat> Rangers stuck to the task. They got the goal 
from Dessers. But it was pretty easy and we had lots of possession until then, trying to break him down, didn't quite manage it. Eventually we get the penalty, job done, two points, two goals, three points. That that's and that's pretty much uh, was the, the mission for the evening, mission accomplished. It was never going to be pretty against St. Johnson. And the same game will be played next Wednesday when we play uh, Ross County. Yeah, no, that's true. That, but I, I mean that the guy Adam was right really when he when he said Scottish football. I mean when 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 you're going out and you're 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 playing teams that are just sitting in a penalty area, not not letting you through, it's not great for Scottish football. Let's face it, 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 it should be that one of the things that I think should change is I think that B teams should be allowed into the professional leagues, I, uh, the the same as it is in Holland and Spain. I think Belgium do that now as well. So that that's the way I think it's terrible that the likes of Rangers yeah, teams got to, got to go around and, and sorry, Shona, what'd you say? Set up our own under twenty ones league, that's what they do down south. We don't need to have these guys in the professional league. We need to set up our own under twenty ones league and we need to be better at grassroots football. There's too many clubs out there just now with grassroots football where kids are not getting picked up. There's a lot of money that's involved in obviously these grassroots that some families cannot afford. There's loads of things that are wrong from the top from the very, very bottom. The TV deals, the sponsorship deals, it's everything all, all combined in one. And uh, like like I said to you, like before this, the, the under the B, the B team that played in an under 21s league, if they want if the Scottish football wants to develop our league, they get every single SPFL club to put money in to get an, an, a, a, a B team or an under 21s league within here, and then that will develop our players, it'll also develop Scottish players as well. The whole thing's an absolute shambles, and I think Derek Adams is completely and utterly right. It's an, watching our our football at times, like even watching last night, it was a horrible game to watch. These guys are coming out and they're saying to themselves, like we were, we want to play against Rangers, and they're putting ten men behind the ball. It's not good. It's not good for anybody to watch, and then they're putting in challenges like that. You know that way. No wonder people are are slagging are slagging it, and the referees as well. The whole thing is a, is a complete and utter shambles. And until Neil Doncaster goes, it's not going to change, guys. Yeah, well, the the manager, the of St. Johnson, he is used to playing a a four six nil system, isn't he, Dave? <laughs> six four nil was six four. <laughs> six six strong across the back. Yeah, and he did that with Scotland, which was utterly shameful. But you know that these people will complain <laughs> that we don't have the resources, you know, because the the resources available to to Rangers and that other lot just are just a gulf. You know, between the re- the teams and the rest of the league, so their 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 argument will be, well, what do you expect us to do? We've got limited resources, therefore we've got limited players, so we'll just play to our strengths, and 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 just really it's spoiling football. That's there's no intention. I has Levine's comments today about you know losing two 0 and him finding the positive from that was that we went down to ten men and we only lost two 0 that's essentially what his argument is, you know, it's a good a good night for St. Johnson because even though they went down to 10 men, they only lost 2-0. You know, you really need to raise your, your expectation from there. Although they would say we've got limited resources. We can't afford B teams. We can't afford under 21 teams. We can barely afford to put 11 on the park on a Saturday for the senior team. So it's, uh, I think you would have to, a root and branch review of, of, of the game in here and, and and what we expect of it because there is very little room for development because you 
you're going to play a big, strong boy rather than a very talented boy in, in terms of football because you know that he's going to do some damage to the team that you're trying to hold out against. I mean, their expectation of scoring a goal last night, I think it was at 0.21 XG, which I don't quite fully understand, to be honest. But St. Johnson's chance of scoring a goal last night from the way they played was very, very little, really. I mean, I don't, I don't know if, <clears throat> if that's just the way things, we just have to accept it. Well, we do have to accept it because we know we're going to, it's, it's rinse and repeat for next Wednesday when Ross, come, Ross County come to town. So what the, the fix for all of that is, I'm sure there'll be smarter people than me will come up with some answers. I, can I, just, I was at, can I, can I, can I, can I just come in quickly? I think that, that the best thing for us to do, and it's never going to, it's never going to happen, right? But we, the way our league needs to be a bit more competitive is to have more teams in it. There's just no doubt about it. We need to have a bigger league and what we need to do is make the other leagues a bit more competitive. And then what you do is you take away the, is it Division 2? Take that away and put the B teams in there, and that's what you need to do. And then what you do is when you have that, obviously, that bigger league, it makes it more exciting, it makes it more competitive. The problem, the reason why that will never happen is, and the clubs won't agree to it, is because then the money gets divided there across, say, 14 or 16 teams. And then they won't want that because they're getting less and less money. So this is the problem you're always going to have. You're not, it's never going to change because of this 11 to 1 vote. It's so ridiculous. It only takes one team to vote against what they against this for this not to happen. I think even Rangers came out with a proposal a few years back about saying how they wanted a more competitive, a bigger league, um, bigger and um, more teams in the league. It's just not going to happen because then what it dilutes the money, the finances that you're going to get because obviously there's not enough money in our game to start with. Yeah, the the one I'll give you a better reason that it will never happen, Shona, is that. Sky want four Rangers and Celtic games a year. That, that's a, that, that's the biggest reason I think that it'll never happen because yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the reason. But you know what else? This is why Neil Doncaster should also go because at this moment in time you've had Aberdeen, Celtic, and Rangers all competing in either the Champions League or the Europa League this year. We've just found out that the Premier League are about to get a seven billion pound TV deal, and if I was dealing Neil Doncaster right now, I would have been on the phone to Sky and saying to them. We need an improved offer. But what do they do? They take the first offer that's given to them. They don't even negotiate it. They don't ask. They don't go for an in-between. Say, they, what, what is it, 120 or 50 million that we're getting over the period of like four or five years? Guarantee in four and five years, most people will be streaming on Netflix, YouTube, other platforms, whether it's um, Amazon or whatever, Disney. And we'll be sitting here with the same contract because, unfortunately, we do got Neil Doncaster who takes the first offer that's given. What you do is you go back to Sky and say to them, we've got these guys competing in Europe, Champions League football, year in, year out. Look at the Rangers run that they've had in Europe. But what do we do? We do nothing. And that's the problem is we're, we're very, very stale in what we do. We don't, we're not forward thinking. We don't, we don't think outside the box. We're not proactive. We're reactive. Well, if, if you, I mean, if you look at the, the Dutch league, there is only really uh, PSV, Feyenoord and Ajax no, you could put AZ and FC Twente and beat are uh, just a wee bit under them, but their league's sort of a similar, and they've got a cracking, a cracking TV deal from uh, ESPN. It used to be Fox; it was Fox up until about uh, this season, I think. And they've got a cracking deal from them, and it's it's quite a long deal as well, right enough. But they're they're making quite a lot of money from it. So, I mean, it can be done. There are, there are other companies out there, as you say, these streaming companies now are all coming through. 
But um, <laughs> Dave, I'm going to give you a favourite subject. Santa Claus. What did you think when he came on? Were you uh, were you booing? <laughs> I know. I love Santa. I love Santa. He was uh, the the build up was brilliantly done though with the, the boy on the pitch who was, was just a half time draw, you know. And we've got a special guest this evening, and he's brought a present for us, you know. And <clears throat> Santa comes out with the league cup, dances onto the pitch indeed, and uh, with I'm feeling it getting blasted out, and you know we were. What a laugh that was! It was brilliantly done by Rangers, I have to say. And so, and God bless Santa. I mean, I, I love the guy, even though he's ignored every note I've sent him in the last 20 years. I've forgiven him for all of that for bringing me the League Cup last night. So, well you've been a naughty boy, you've been a naughty boy. Well, I'm not that naughty, to be honest. <laughs> he's ignored me for 20 years, so but. He didn't ignore us last night. He brought the League Cup and uh, we were delighted to see the guy. And he got a big cheer. And Santa is now one of the people. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe 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 we should get him to wear a blue Santa Claus outfit instead of a red one, but uh, <laughs> that would be that would maybe the way to go. Or even an orange one, change the red to orange, that would be quite good as well. Shona. Half to, the, the the game started second half and our fears came out that Lundstrom didn't appear for the second half. Sterling uh, came, came, came on and that boy just amazes me, to be honest with you. I, I thought he had a great game again in that midfield. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong since he's came in. He's really taken this position into his own and... Uh... It's very, very refreshing. I think what I like about Clement is he doesn't really... I know he's had a wee bit of a moan and a groan yesterday and obviously talking about injuries, but what he does do is he's able to get... Um, his man management skills are unbelievable, I think, to be honest. I think um, this is why the reason why I said to you guys why we need to bring this guy in, because, uh, as I said, he manages to get a tune out of players, even if they're not playing in their most natural positions. And I think, guys, I think we might be able to see that our uh, Claude Makaleli, as I like to call uh, Dijon Sterling, Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to see obviously I, like him grow, I think he's got um, the stature there to be, become a midfielder to be honest with you so I think this could be his new position going forward, I think it's really refreshing because we're looking in the January transfer window for a midfielder and I think if Sterling can play in that role and keep himself fit, I don't think it's obviously the, what, what we're wanting to go uh, do is going forward but I do think he can be able to fill that role and then my god it allows Lundstrom just to be able to dictate that midfield going forward, knowing that he's got somebody behind him that can cover well. And, uh, and what I do like is that um, Tavernier is getting further forward at the moment and uh, Dijon Sterling's covering him really, really well in that, that right-back area. So, no, uh, for me, Claude Makaleli, you can continue what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing him in the old firm game. And um, it was quite surprising. I heard a wee sniff. I don't know if, who it was through again. But uh, Dijon Sterling does like uh, to have a shot from outside the box. He is one of these players that does like to have a dig. Um, I think we saw that one with the one that he clipped it from um, outside the post. Well, I can't remember what game it was now, um, now but I think um, he clipped one from outside the, the box and it hit the post. So, look, the guy does like a shot. He likes to get forward too. So it's not all just about his defensive work. He likes to get forward. So, um, no, I've been uh, shouting. I think Dijon Sterling's got the stature. I think he's very well, uh, well built for that midfield role. He likes to get stuck into a tackle too. 
And uh, yeah, he doesn't shuck out of it, does he? And he's really taken to the to the fans since he's came in and played those games. I think um, the boys work, work wonders because we're really short in midfield at the moment. And uh, long may it continue. I just uh, I just really want to see us obviously in the January transfer window probably bringing in another another defender, because, another midfielder because I do think that when Raskin comes back, he probably will take that place of Sterling and allow Lundstrom to go further forward. But um, no, fair play to the boy. The boys came in and he's done really well. So here we go, Claude McAuley, number two. Evie, if we go with the, the, the uh, against them, this, the team that ended yesterday, it'll end up with Dowell, Sterling and Cantwell. Is that good enough to, to, to go into a gate, an old firm game, do you think? Or do you think that, that there's a, the other ways I thought about it was uh, putting Suter in as a, as a midfield uh, player? Or you, the young King as well, he's, he's played midfield, although I'm not really, I, I really haven't, didn't think he was that great, to be honest with you. What, what, what do you think we'll, we'll go or what way would you go? No, I think Sean is dead right. I think Dijon Sterling's been the, the shining light from all our uh, travails regarding, you know, injured midfielders. It's given this boy an opportunity. And for me, he's uh, grasped it with both hands. I think this boy looks a player. He's he's athletic. He's strong. He can pass the ball. He can tackle. This, uh, he's composed on the ball. You know, it's 50-50 uh, challenges. I think this boy's got the full set. I mean, I was absolutely delighted to see him. I thought it was when he came on was not. I was actually quite thought it would be a good thing because at this point, you know, when at the start of the second half, when the, the penny took a wee while to drop, say, well, maybe uh, Lundstrom's injured. He's he's off. I thought just maybe he was just kind of rotating that a wee bit first of all, but then uh, you realise, you know, that maybe uh, John it's precautionary. We were hoping that you know that's what we were talking about that he's taking them off just as a precaution. In case he's been, you know, there's any kind of setback, you know, from the, the tackle which he was involved in. So, but Dijon Sterling, you know, absolute star. So the, the guy is, and it's amazing how these things work. And, you know, opportunities, you know, present themselves. And, and then it's up to the players to, to grasp it. And he's certainly done so. He has not looked out of place in our midfield. So if I would have no qualms at all about putting Dijon Sterling in, and, you know, you just hope that he'll he'll handle the occasion because it, it will be a different test for him. But uh, I haven't seen you know nothing that gives me any concerns about Dijon Sterling. In fact, it's uh, it's all been very encouraging from what I've saw from this boy so far. So yeah, he he may have to play because you know if if, if Lundstrom is is injured uh, long term, you know we have to get to uh, past the Kamalak game in January the second, and then uh, strengthen our squad. But the squad we've got at the moment, we just have to go with. So I have to say, though, you know, I mean, Philip Clamont has been an absolute breath of fresh air and the the difference that he's made in terms of the attitude and the application and the organisation of the players. But one we <laughs> problem, Sam Lammers. Why does he continue to play Sam Lammers? I just, there's, this is, that's lost on me. I just, I don't, have an answer for what does Sam Lammers bring to the party, which uh, that Leon King could not bring. I, I just don't get it. He's, I don't know. It's a blind spot, or he just he sees something that that I don't. And maybe someone could explain to me exactly what that is because it's lost in me. 
Yeah, well, that is a, he certainly had a shocker again yesterday. I think he fell over his own feet more than he more than he, he did good things for the for the team. The, the game sort of a trundled on, didn't it? Um, them stuck with ten men behind the ball. The keeper had a couple, couple of good saves, and the Sterling. So as you said, he he hit one from from outside the box as well that whizzed past the post. This time it didn't get to the post. And then in the 84th minute, penalty to Ranger Shona. That's the words we love to hear these days, don't we? Again, it was a, a beautiful ball from Dowell. That the, yeah, that the, yeah, I think it was uh, Wright and Scott Wright, wasn't it? Sorry, I think it was Scott Wright that oh, played the ball right? through for... Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it, was, right. it was Scott Wright. Now, guys, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but now that's the second goal that we've scored that's only taken us three touches from the... From the from the the defence into attack, so I think this one started off. I think the last one that I can remember, I think it was Golson Tavernier. It was a Golson Tavernier, and then it was played through for Sima. And this was this the one that I think for, or was it Dester's actually? It might have been the Dester's header from the throw, and I can't remember. But basically, like, like yesterday again, that was Golson getting the ball, one ball straight through the middle, right through to Scott Wright, and Scott Wright came on, guys. And I know everybody was saying. Oh, Scott Wright had a poor game when he came on. Did the business for me, guys. He got an assist and he set up that 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 pass for the for the penalty. So um, maybe I don't know what the manager sees in days in Lammers either. But I think uh, he keeps mentioning him, keeps mentioning Lammers. So there must be something in there. But as far as what Scott Wright did, came on yesterday. He came on, he got an assist, and he plays a bit more centrally than he does than uh, Ross McCausland. And I don't know if maybe that's maybe something Ross McCausland might need to do. Is maybe come in a wee bit more centrally and, and play those passes because that pass that uh, right played right through to um, Dessers was absolutely sublime. Caught the defence the right open, and uh, yeah, the goalkeeper came out, made an absolute howler. I don't know what he was doing flying out, but he flew out and uh, caught Dessers uh, as Dessers was going to go by him and put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, like Tav does, what Tav always does, and uh, puts the ball in the back of the net, but. No, I thought the ball, the ball that Scott Wright played um, was, was brilliant. And that's a few times now, guys, that we've managed to score, I think, um, a few goals now. I think this is something that the manager wants. Really, really quick, straight attacking. I think we've scored now two goals from um, from throw-ins. That's two two goals now that, of course, uh, that we've done within three passes from defence into attack. So it's really, really positive looking forward that we can, we're, able, we're able to do this because I think six weeks ago, guys, I think all of you guys were... We're giving me and um, Andrew a few pelters about Dessers, and I think people are now beginning to fall in love with the boy. So, no, fair play to Dessers. He's really um, he's really improved, I think, over the last few games. I don't think he likes the ball that's played into him. But what he does do, guys, his movement off the ball is really good. And also for that first goal, that was actually with his weaker foot. So he took the goal really, really well with his weaker foot. And, uh, yeah, I think um, Dessers, guys, I think um, he might be a wee bit of a surprise for you guys coming through. Because that's nine goals that he's got for this season so far. He's got more goals than Kyoko. And uh, I think he's won off Lauren Shanklin. So as much as people didn't like Dessers to begin with, I think he's coming on to a game. And if this boy manages to get us between 15 and 20 goals by the end of the season, I think you might see a wee change in Dessers over the next couple of months if he continues what he's doing. I know he's, what, he's, he's all we've got at the moment. But uh, no, so far, I think um, he's definitely improved. I think he's still got a bit to go. But I definitely think he's really improved over the last maybe three or four games, his Dessers. Yeah. Um, David Cantwell against Celtic. He'll be the third. So it'll be Sterling, Dowell and Cantwell. Cantwell's <laughs> obviously a, a, a great player and he can, he's can he got that bit of magic in him. 
but he really needs to get that sort of a childish out his uh, out his system. Dave, he's, he's he seems to get more involved with players from the other team that that's distracting him from his game. I think he really needs to lose that. Oh yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Todd Cantwell has to you know kind of sit down and maybe have a think about you know a chat with you know Philip Clement about how he behaves and how he reacts maybe more than the, than anything on the pitch. Because you can bet your bottom dollar that when he gets to uh, Parkhead on the thirtieth, they will be targeting him. You know, so he will be uh, public enemy number one. They know that you know Cantwell's got the ability to hurt them. Therefore, they they will be uh, will be making a beeline for him. So Todd has to understand this. When you you know this is going to happen in advance, you then you should be uh, prepared for it and and react accordingly. I mean, by no means, you know, uh, shirk out any any challenges, but I think he should understand that he will be targeted because they know they're going to get a reaction. So the best thing for Todd to do and the best thing that Todd can do for Rangers is don't react or react in the right way. Hurt them where it hurts most, bang in a couple. You know, play the game of your life. Don't get involved in, you know, pettiness, you know, lashing out with uh, we fly kicks or, or, or you know, robust challenges shall we say but uh, no I think Todd is I'm hoping he will learn the lesson because you can see that opposition players will target him because you know he, he does have a wee tendency to react and I think and he got booked again last night so it's, uh, these will all tilt up and if Todd ends up on the sidelines because of you know some daft bookings which, were, which are entirely avoidable he's not doing us any favours he's not doing himself any favours I think he's getting too tied up in uh, in, in these sort of petty fights with, uh, with with other players. They just walk away, Todd. That's that's all you need to do, and don't get involved in it. Jonah, guys, do you know who got who, who got goal of the month for November? No, who got it's it? On Twitter just now. Who do you think got goal of the month for November? Rangers player. I think of the goals to be honest with you. Seema. Sam Lammers. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go, Dave. That's how that he keeps a, getting picked. That was a goal, I have to say. Yeah. Is that yeah, from Rangers? Is, maybe, is that maybe, from maybe, maybe, maybe that's why that's the manager's keeping them at, like that's why the manager wants them in there. But yeah, I think it was before was that must have been that goal that was, was in the goal top corner Dundee. the one that went off the Is that yeah. a goal against Dundee? Was yeah. it yeah? That was an absolute beauty. So maybe that's why the manager wants to do anything. Yeah, well, I want more. Is this from Rangers or is it from the SPFL? Rangers Football Club. Rangers, okay. It says there, you're EA Sports FP full of the month against Dundee. The goalkeeper did have a good save from Lammers last night, the one that he kind of hit into the ground and uh, the goalkeeper got across and, and, and saved it. That was a decent save by the keeper. So Sam at least did get that one on target. Uh, that was a fantastic but, ball from Dessers, Dave, that, that yeah. started that. I think the, the touchback from Dessers was absolutely brilliant as well. Yeah, that was, the the, that was the one in the first half, which the goalkeeper got down and saved. But there was one in the second half, which uh, he, he drove into the ground and, and it ended up kind of, Top, uh, the goalkeeper's top right hand corner, the goalkeeper saved it. So 
had a couple of chances in, in that respect, Sam Lammers, but uh, I thought the he could have struck the first one a bit harder, but uh, maybe he was just trying to place it. But the second one, you know, so he did, it was a decent, decent strike yeah. to go. David, do you, do you think I'm I'm trying to I'm struggling with Lammers because I think there there obviously something in there that the manager sees that we obviously don't see it. And the only thing that I can maybe see is maybe more of his work rate off the ball that appeals to the manager. I've seen a few times where the way he pulls defenders out that maybe allows space for the likes of Dessers. I think even the game, where was it? Was it the Betis game? I think it was the Betis game where the ball, yeah, it was the Betis game where he actually was the one that pressed the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper made a mistake and it went out to Tav. Tav played the ball to McCausland. I think McCausland whipped it right into the middle and Seema scored the goal. So this is the only thing that I can try and think of as to what the manager sees. I'm obviously wanting more from Lammers, but the manager clearly fancies the guy because he keeps mentioning when he's pacers. Yeah. No, I think we should expect more. I mean, I think working off the ball and closing people and forcing errors, you know, you, you just need an athlete for that. But I think we need mm. a football player, someone who's a, who's a bit better on the ball than Sam Lammers. So... Yeah, I do. You know, you can see that. You know, he's uh, clearly he's not stupid, and he's got a good football brain. Uh, I just wish he had good football feet. That's because he he will follow the. I think what Philip Clement likes about him is that he will follow the instructions to a T. If uh, if Philip Clement tells him to to go out there and at half time run over to the Clyde and jump in, Sam Lammers will do it because he he will just follow it to the letter. So. Uh, I think he likes that side of him, is that he he sticks to the game plan. But uh, in terms of you know positive contributions, you know and assists, dare dare I say it, goals, you know goal of the month goals, I think we we should get a wee bit more from him. Yeah. One thing that I noticed yesterday was that Mister Dessers when he the pen, when he went down for the penalty, get up and. He wanted to take the penalty himself, but our captain put him in his place and said, no, I'm the penalty taker here. And then dispatched the ball into the net. I actually thought it was it was a pretty, normally he hits the ball, the ball a lot harder. I thought the ball was pretty slow going in yesterday. And I thought, oh no, he's not missed again. But he hadn't. I, I think I think he should be the one taking penalties just now, uh, Shona. Or do you think that he's, he's missed a few lately? Maybe we should change. No, absolutely not. Tav, I'm the number one uh, penalty taker. It's going to stay that way for the foreseeable. And Tav will keep doing what Tav does best, and that's scoring those penalties. So, no, I can't see that changing. Um, maybe if Tav had got a hat trick or something like that, and there was maybe one up for grabs at a, um, for one in maybe five or six nil, but I still can't see Tav giving anybody a chance at having a penalty against him. So he needs to keep on scoring and get that record up because... Like a lot of the guys are saying out there, half of them are penalties. Well, keep scoring penalties because at the end of the day, goals score you, uh, win your game. So happy days, not tough for me all day long. I, I read a few weeks ago that it was he'd scored fifty four penalties from. I think it was about one hundred and twelve then. So he scored a few penalties since then. So it must be up about fifty seven, fifty eight penalties now. It's, it's, which which still means he's. he's he scored, uh, what is it, 58 goals? Roughly the half are penalties. It's still a hell of a lot of goals, Davey, even if it's only 58. The guy's just incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. And it was Connor Goldson who we interviewed last week and he made the comment that we will not fully appreciate Tavernier until he's gone in terms of, you know, the contribution he makes to us. What I, sh I can recommend, though, is if you go onto YouTube and have a look at Tav's free kicks, there's a wee video, really, the different free kicks that he scored. Unbelievable. Fucking unbelievable. The, the, the goals this boy scored. It's just, to go, go out and have a look. <laughs> it just shows you them one after the other, the free kicks this boy scored. Just astonishing. And that's not a... I mean, it's not only set pieces, it's goals from open play. As we saw as recently as Sunday, you know, when he scored goals from open play, this guy's a right back. He's absolutely unbelievable. And then last night he turns up, he scores a goal and he's got an assist. What, what do you say? I mean, do you know what I find? Um, for this do you know what I find hard that? to believe? The amount of goals that Tavernier scored and how much of a threat he is at the back post and teams still nowadays still give him all that space, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the goals that we have scored when 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 Borna, you know, when it's one full back to the other, is 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 also incredible. We could make a, a YouTube video reel of that. Those goals, you know, when when Borna crosses and tabs in the end at the other side, mental. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely crazy. And uh, what is he thirty one? So hopefully he can he can go another couple of years yet. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the weekend Motherwell game. Obviously, we had five changes yesterday. Um, Balogun was out. Barisic was out. Uh, obviously, Dowell came in. I, I, I need to thank who, who Sivu uh, was, uh, was out from the, the European game. What way do you think? Well, Sivuentis, I think, is still banned from, from the Motherwell game. I don't think he can play that one yet. So, no, he's two game banned. Sunday and yeah. Sunday went. Yeah, uh, Balogun and um, Balogun and Borna, Borna Barisic. I think they'll come back in in the, in the defence. Would you think, Jonah? Yeah, I'll be surprised if there wasn't a few changes. Obviously, after midweek, I think. Um, sorry, after yesterday, but I think uh, the one change that I think I'll be bringing back in, and I know obviously I don't think he had his best of games. I think that's what really disappointed me about yesterday was obviously the corners that we were putting in. The, the lack of creativity from them, and that is Redvan. I think Borna Barisic will come back in for Redvan. don't think Redvan had his greatest of games. Um, and like you said, I think it will be maybe likes of uh, Sifuentes back in there. But am I not right in saying that Sifuentes, was it Sifuentes that went off with an injury the other week? No, or was that just a ban? Yeah. Mm, Sifuentes no. not seen in a boot weekend. Sifuentes is injured. And Sunday he had one of those yeah. kind of ski boots boot type things on. <laughs> yeah, he did. So I think Sifuentes yeah. is also out injured, David, so he won't be back for the game at the weekend. So, yeah, I think we are very, very limited. I think the likes of Dill and Sterling will probably come back in again. I think um, if you want them to, to be playing in the old firm game, they need to really try and strike up some sort of kind of relationship, partnership in, the, in midfield, whether Dill can last another... 90 minutes, I hope we can, because obviously he'll need to get his match fitness up, so I think that'll be an opportunity for the manager, but see, I don't know about you guys, but I actually just got this, so much disbelief with this manager at the moment, that it doesn't matter who he puts on that pitch, because I think sometimes some of the, the times we've been a wee bit baffled by some of the, the decisions that he's made, with like likes of Seema, left wing back, Sterling in midfield, but he seems his man management on these players is absolutely second to none, guys. 
absolutely second to none. To give a guy like Sterling and put him in midfield and get an absolute tune out of him, um, I think it's been absolutely brilliant. So, like David said, I think um, the way this manager is going, I'm I'm quite um, happy with uh, whatever team he picks at the weekend. Obviously, the likes of Sam Lammers, I think he might come out. Campbell will come back into his place. And I think you'll probably see Dacers up top with them um, instead of obviously now that Ruth's out injured. So, um, but it just shows you guys that we need to go and get another striker in the, in the January transfer window. But obviously we know the one that is incoming, don't we? So uh, yeah, we'll see how that uh, prevails. But I think um, a lot of this won't happen until the director of football comes in on the 1st of January. So yeah, we're, we're really limited uh, with the options that we've got. I think you might see the likes of maybe Bailey Rice maybe coming into the, the starting bench at the weekend. So um, he might give you that option because I just don't want to see Bailey Rice getting flung into the deep end in an old firm game. So maybe give him some minutes and uh, see how he does. But I think it will just be for like for like. I think Warner will come in for Ridvan and possibly Balogun will come in for Souter. I think the manager sort of a, gave a strong hint that, that Bailey Wright isn't ready for the first team yet. I, I think he said, what was it he said? That, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great player, but he has got some academy faults still sitting in him. And he, he'll need to sort of get rid of them before uh, before he'll be considered for the first team, I think. Well, that's the way I read it anyway. I don't know whether the, 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 that's exactly what he meant it, but that's a... And we haven't seen Bailey Rice kicking about the first team for uh, for, a, for a wee while, so he's just not sort of been near it. I think, yeah, I, I, as I say, I think we'll probably maybe go for Suter or even Davies in the midfield uh, before uh, before we would go for a, a, a Bailey Rice. It's unfortunate, but just the way, if the boy's not ready, he's not ready. It's as simple as that. Dave, we're going to the, the, the Motherwell game. Um, only two points behind them. Now, everybody's saying Motherwell game is such an important game that if every game is an important game now to the end of the season. There's there's no one game. Maybe at the end of the season there will be a couple of games that are that, that are less important because we're so many points in front. But at the moment, every game is a must-win game. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, welcome to Rangers, eh? I and mean, it's only been that way for, in the 50 years that I've been going to Ibrox, so it's uh, nothing new there. But obviously, uh, if we've got designs on winning the title, then, you know, w- let's look at it, you know, try and be honest with ourselves. The the squad, you know, is, needs improvement. So, and Philip Clemon has done wonders, you know, in terms of getting the results he has out of the squad that he has. You know, we're obviously getting accumulation of injuries, but I'm hoping that, you know, guys like Scott Wright, Kieran Dowell, will kind of go down the Dijon Sterling road of, of you know, ex- taking, you know, the the opportunity presented to itself and establish it as yourself on the team. You know, look on this as opportunity because, you know, uh, Kieran Dowell, you know, did not look at a place last night. You're thinking, you know, I'm hoping that, that Kieran will, will take some confidence from that and say, you know, there's maybe a... The, the, the rumours of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, and I can play a role for this team, and you know, and 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 bring it uh, his A game to the to the first team, and so this is an opportunity for these guys to uh, go out there, and if Philip come on, you know, is, is confident enough to uh, throw them in there, then he he clearly has rates these people and to some level. I mean, we we are down to uh, the bare bones, but would would you want to would you want Dijon Sterling to drop out of that squad to put someone like Ryan Jack in it? 
would you would you want to do that now? I'm not sure I would. I, I think I've, I've seen enough in Dijon Sterling, you know, in these what three and a half performances, to think that this boy is uh, <clears throat> should be here for the long term. So uh, it's, uh, it's up to you because I, I look in the game on Sunday. Marlow, you know, are, are, are a pretty poor run at the moment, you know, but they, you know it's going to happen. It's on their own patch. They'll 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 be coming out. They'll be fired up, you know. So it's up to us to uh, see that off, get the result. Ross County next Wednesday, then it's off to see that lot. I think that <clears throat> over the next uh, four games, you know, until the, the January transfer break, I think we'll, we'll pretty much find out where we are. I think we're get close enough now to know that even post-January, there's going to be a, a, there's a... The title race is very much on. I think if we can get there and, and get to the, the window and be ahead of them, I think we could break them. I think they will. We could uh, crush their soul, right? Because uh, <clears throat> if Philip Clement can bring in some players in January, and we're ahead with what we would see as a weakened squad, then uh, I think the writing's on the wall for them. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that the, the, the test in the thirtieth is going to be a big one. But uh, obviously, no Rangers support there. They'll be going into what, what supposedly is the Lions Den. Well, is, is it the Lions Den? Hearts have just shown us how much of our lines den it is. So I think we should be uh, confident. Uh, and I, I I really don't fear them because I don't think that the Celtic team that we're we're up against at the moment is the best, you know, they've, they've ever had. <clears throat> so I think we should be uh, confident enough in, the, in, in our own squad. Obviously, it would be nice to get some more players back from injury and have more to choose from. But I think Philip Clement has shown uh, he's quite, adept, you know, at pick, picking the players that are available to, to put them in a structure which gets the job done, no more so than, than last Thursday, because to my eternal shame, I, I pretty much written that one off as, as, as might, it might be a sore one, but uh, not not a bit of it. Top of the group, into the last 16, three and a half million quid in the bank, and then we, uh, <clears throat> we go and win the League Cup Sunday, so all hail Philip Clement. Yeah, I was very surprised that I seen Alec McLeish on, uh, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. He actually came out and he said, I'll tell you what he came out and said first. He came out and he said that a lot of the, the Rangers players will get stage fright because uh, they'll be going into a cauldron at Parkhead. Now, I, I don't know what... Alec McLeish is doing on a programme like PLZ. Is it PLZ, I think it's called? I just don't understand that at all. You've, you've got Tam McManus there. You've got um, Peter, uh, uh, what does he call him? He called himself Martin, but it's Maguire. Then you've got uh, Neil Lennon and you've got Alan Ruff. What the heck is Alec, Alec McLeish doing amongst that mob? It's absolutely... Yeah, I don't know. If there's if it's a, a, a bigger place than Rangers haters, then, then I don't know where it will be. But anyway, a cauldron. As I just seen today, Shona, that the the Green Brigade are not going to be getting their season tickets back. In fact, they've been taken in. I don't know if it's for eternity, but they, they're not getting them back anytime soon yet. And we've seen it against the Hearts game. I, I, I watched it when, when I knew Hearts were winning. Um, it was actually a, a morgue, actually, without the Green Brigade. 
I don't think. I don't think. I think our players are experienced enough with big crowds to, to get lost in an atmosphere. Do you? Boo hoo! I couldn't give two fucks about them. To be honest with you, or their Green Brigade, or the fans, or this nonsense about away fans and how they keep going on about how it's a safety issue, and then they riddle me this, riddle me that, but then they want more people in the stadium. So. How does that work out if there's a safety issue? So now they're talking about putting nets up. They want nets up at Ibrox and they're trying to tell Rangers what they want in our stadium. No, it doesn't work quite that way. You either take it or you leave it. So no, couldn't care less about them. Whether it's uh, 60,000 Celtic fans or Rangers have got away fans in there, it's still an old firm game for me. And uh, yeah, I would take a win right now and them to go into complete and utter meltdown. That would be me going into the new year. That'd be a great new year. So, no, the the uh, meltdown continues and uh, it would be lovely to see the guy that was on Super Scoreboard the other night that was saying that last week that he turned up to work and there was a box of Kelly Pies lying in, a, in his desk and then he went to work this week and there was a box of jam tarts. Well, let's hope he turns up to work on Monday or, no, actually, that's where Santa Claus comes into it. Boo-hoo. Um, so maybe he turns up to work the week, the week after and there's a box of macaroni pies that'd be lovely so no I couldn't care less about them it's all about what we do just now I like the fact that come on saying that this is still part of the marathon still getting the players in the day after um, the cup final even though I don't know about you but I think this guy is an absolute lunatic of a manager I think he becomes across as a guy that you don't want to mess with says it's all about the fans and then the next minute he's flinging the cup about the place I'm absolutely loving it and I'm all here for it Floyd come on so Bring it on. Bring on the old firm game. I've got no fear. Philip, come on. It's going to win us this league and I cannot wait for it. Fiona, sorry, Shona, what what food items should we leave in the guy's desk if Rangers beat them? Um, I think we should be leaving... Oh, that's that's a difficult one. I think we should be leaving some staunch uh, orange juice. Blue cheese. uh, Terry's chocolate orange, I was thinking of. Just leave my Terry's chocolate orange. I think we should actually just send them a hamper. (laughs) (laughs) Potatoes. I was thinking some potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wee bit. That's a wee bit hard. That one, Dave. I think that would. uh, We'll get banned for that one. (laughs) Just just plan them out there, you know. (laughs) Anyway, I know you're. I know you're mean. You're mean a packet of crisps, aren't you, David? You're mean a packet. Yeah, you could also also go for Jaffa cakes, of course, or Jaffa cakes. Yeah, is that, that they from your work, Shona? They know it. Jaffa cakes. I don't know your your mob that make them. The tag indeed, guys. So keep eating your Jaffa cakes and keep helping there myself. You go. So keep it on. Giving you, giving you an advert as well. Anyway, I'm uh, finished up for tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on. I don't know whether you want to loosen your heart <laughs> on anything before we go. Shona, you go first. You can say your goodbyes as well. No, thanks everyone for joining in. Give us a wee like and then look, it was good to be back on again. Obviously, I'm not feeling 100%, so forgive me, guys. So, but um, look, guys, I don't know if I'll be back on on uh, Sunday, but if not, guys, I hope you have a really good Christmas, a really good year, and let's all have a drink for Santa Claus. Because staunch staunch Santa says, snow surrender. Yeah. Just to come in on that show, now we're not doing a show on Sunday, 
we are we have got a show, a special show, show on Saturday. I'm not sure whether it's going out to everybody or whether it's for the the members. I'm not sure about that. But there's no, as far as I know, there's no show on Sunday. Um, but keep your eye out for the Saturday night show. If uh, if it's uh, obviously I'll be up on Facebook or and other places. Um, Dave, you get anything that you want to say? Listen, you know your heart. Just that I, I, my prediction for the game last night was two 0 bizarrely. After you know having you know four nils and five nils, and I think it, I, I suggested it would be a bit, you know, closer than that. And you know, having been at the game last night, it shouldn't have been because it should have been four or five nil. To be honest, I think if we'd have been a bit more clinical up front, it would have been four or five nil. But you know, just as Shona says, I think it's uh, a merry Christmas to to Grandpa and Sundry that. Uh, all the, the gallant viewers, and uh, I, I hope Santa's kind to you. Santa was certainly kind to his last night when he brought us the League Cup. So big hug for Santa for that when he comes down the chimney. And I'll, I'll wait up for him and, and tell him personally that I think he's a great guy and that he shouldn't shouldn't listen to that other lot because they are just being bitter and horrible. Wait, prediction for Saturday, Dave? For Sunday. <clears throat> for Sunday, sorry, yeah. Uh, I'm going to I, I'm I'm going to stay with two 0 um, I think we'll uh, I think we should have enough to to see off Motherwell because I don't think they have been in, in sparkling form of late and and haven't been in free flowing goal scoring form either. So I'm hoping that our uh, defence, which which has kind of looked I mean a lot better than last season and and, and with Jack Butland in goals, I think we've always got a chance of a shutout. So yeah. So hopefully, another three points. That's the most important thing. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take one nil, but I think it will be two. Okay, Shona, sorry, I'll come back to you on that one. Prediction? Oh, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? We're very limited in options. But yeah, I'm going to go for three nil. And I just wanted to give a wee kind of uh, last minute shout out. I think obviously we, we may be able to talk about it um, obviously on uh, on Saturday when we're back on. But the wee stat that I took from the other day was we've only conceded eight goals, guys, in 17 games. Now, that is absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. Eight goals in 17 games. So as long as we can continue our clean sheets and not conceding as many goals, all we need to now do is make sure that our conversion rate's a lot better up front. So hopefully we'll do that on Sunday. And I'm going for 3-0. And I'm going for Dessers to score. Well, I'll, I'll add a wee bit to that. Is that the last 180 minutes we've not had one shot and goal? <laughs> so, so that's uh, against Aberdeen and against Kilmarnock. They, they never had one shot and goal. So, but we're, we're doing something right. Uh, I'll go for the prediction. I'm going to go for four now. I think we'll. I think we're we're, we're due to scud somebody. We're, we're running out of players to do it right enough. <laughs> we're due to scud somebody. So I'm going to go for four now, and. Well, I think the only thing to do now is is finish up, and yeah, look out for the, the 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 show on Saturday. As I said, no show on Sunday because obviously the game's on Sunday afternoon, and it's virtual into Christmas uh, when when we go there. So all I can say is look after yourself, have a good time, and I hope your team wins at the weekend. And bye bye. <laughs>